0: Hello and welcome to the Classical Guitar LPs podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Powell. For this episode, we'll be listening to an album entitled The Classical Guitar, works by Haydn, Mozart, Soler, and Paganini. The guitarist is Elliot Fisk, and this is on the Musical Heritage Society label 4793W. I'd like to use this time to thank each and every one of you who are tuning into this podcast from wherever you're listening from. I use my Instagram profile as the hub for this Classical Guitar LP's podcast. That'd be instagram.com slash guitar. Also, if you'd like to become a supporter of the Classical Guitar LP's podcast, make your way over to anchor.fm slash guitar, and there are several different options in which you can support the program financially. We'll be right back. I began my classical guitar studies back in the year 1992. I was a sophomore in high school, and it was sort of a thing that I had stumbled upon. I'll go into that in a later episode of how that all came to be. But uh, anyway, my point is, uh, if you're someone who is in their mid-40s or early 50s, or really any age, if you were playing guitar in the 90s, my point is that you knew who GSP or Guitar Solo Publications was. They were really the alternative to your local music shop in terms of ordering classical guitar music now me living in iowa i was somewhat limited to what was around me so i grew up around iowa city uh and then for my undergraduate i i was near des moines and so that's you know those are two of the big centers here i guess in iowa in terms of uh retail music sales and all that sort of thing and it relatively speaking it's small um Iowa City had a, a, a wonderful uh, music store because of the University of Iowa that was there. Uh, and I also was very fortunate when I came to the Des Moines area because there were two really great music stores uh, at the time. One is not in business anymore. That's Youngerman Music. They had a great selection of in-person uh, guitar items that you could you could purchase, you could look at it before you bought it. And the other is Yield Guitar Shop, which I uh, had a great relationship with because that's where I purchased my Alvarez Yairi uh, before venturing into this whole classical guitar thing as my major in college. And so anyway... GSP was a great alternative uh, resource, uh, great catalog that came out. It was just kind of fun to look at. So I've always been a sucker for those types of things. And so anyway, the whole point of that is there is no way uh, to, to ignore the fact that Elliot Fisk was, was, a, was really a staple uh, in that publication. You saw his name every time you picked up uh, the edition. Uh, and that's because very prolific recording artist um, also had his hand in doing some arrangements. Uh, just just a, someone you needed to know in the classical guitar world. And so that's, that's how I learned about who Elliot Fisk was. I also can quite vividly remember uh, purchasing a couple of his recordings through the CD Club BMG, if any of you remember BMG or uh, Columbia House uh, <laughs> CD Clubs back in those days. And so... Uh, that's how I learned about Elliot fisk and and so when I think of his playing I actually do remember some of those first recordings I have which I still own and I remember his sound I, I it's hard to characterize it on the on the classical guitar recording and I'm specifically talking about the recording for Elliot uh that one his tone is really it, it, it it's just really present and it it, it it's it's brash is not the right word it's hard to characterize it um it's one it's a tone that is very 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 i will say prominent because that's prominent is not a, a good or a bad thing it just it's really there and in front of you and so um when we go into what he sounds like on this recording, the classical guitar from 1983 on the vinyl, I love his tone on this recording. It is it is beautiful. Very, very well played, and uh, looking forward to having you all uh, listen to this first side. I've got to tell a funny story about uh, Elliot Fisk, and I guess my not experience of, of meeting him. Uh, it was 1997 and I got to tag along on a trip to, uh, to Europe. There were the, the madrigal singers of Simpson college took a trip uh, to Europe and, and I went along. It was a class. It was for our May term, uh, class. And we visited the following countries. We visited Austria. Uh, we visited Salzburg and Vienna. We also visited the Czech Republic, uh, Prague. And then we, We went to Hungary, and we saw Budapest, and uh, it was just a tremendous trip. I remember buying a lot of uh, guitar sheet music overseas and and a lot of art. Uh, It was a a great time. We had wonderful food. and Anyway, when we were in Vienna, uh, there was all the sights of Vienna to, to see there. In addition to that, there's the Mozartium. And uh, which is a music school, music conservatory. And of course, I found out that Elliot Fisk was the instructor there. (laughs) And so I had this thing and I grabbed a couple of buddies and said, hey, I want to go check out I want to go check out this guy's studio. I'd love to meet him, and so we we went there. We didn't have much time. We had about we had about a half hour uh, between. Uh, if 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 any of you are listening are Simpson College music alum, you know how Dr. Larson uh, set up our schedules, and it was just bam, 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 event, event, event. Well, we had a a brief a brief time where we could explore. Uh, it it was about forty minutes, I suppose. And so a couple of my buddies and I, we ran over the Mozartium and I wanted to meet him and I found his door. I saw it right there and I put my ear up to it and listened. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, he's having a lesson with somebody right now. And I, I, I chickened out. I totally chickened out. My buddy was saying, Leo was saying, Hey, you got to knock on the door, man. And I, I just, I didn't knock on the door. I totally chickened and wussed out. And I really wish I would have uh, done that. However, I, I don't know if that would have really pissed the guy off or not. It probably would have upset the student. <laughs> it probably would have upset the student that interrupted the lesson. Hey, I'm from Iowa and love your playing. I mean, anyway, so I have a picture of his door and that and that's about it from Elliot Fisk. Um, I have not gotten to see him uh, live and in person. It's, it's always been something I've wanted to... Um, I've wanted to do and so so hopefully hopefully one day I'll get to see him he does have uh, a great social media presence and so it's 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 possible to see videos of him playing but uh, anyway side one we've got Antonio Soler we have three sonatas sonata in D major M34 Sonata in D Minor, M twenty nine, and Sonata in D Major, M thirty. Uh, these are these are great pieces of music. Uh, I was not familiar with Antonio Soler uh, until I picked up this recording and read a little bit of the liner notes, and so they're 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 great pieces. I enjoy them. I enjoy listening to them. Uh, side one is rounded out with a Joseph Haydn Franz Joseph Haydn Sonata in E flat Major, uh, Hob 16/28. slash it's, it's transposed to E major, obviously for the guitar key. And so uh, this is not one of those four movement piano sonatas by um, uh, by by Haydn. Rather, it is a three movement one. So we've got Allegro Moderato, Minuetto, and then a finale presto. So enjoy that first side, Uh, Elliot Fisk, the the tone is great, Uh, the playing is remarkable, and uh, enjoy side one. Yeah, that's a really very well-played first side by uh, the wonderful guitarist, Elliot Fisk. Uh, Like I had alluded to at the very beginning with my uh, stories about uh, Elliot being a very popular guitarist, especially when I was uh, beginning my journey with the guitar, Uh, he he just was in a lot of places. I can remember being assigned to go... um, you know, order music and things like that. And, and the catalog place, uh, really had a lot to say about Elliot Fisk at the time and his recordings were featured. And so, uh, to me, um, to me, Elliot always seems fresh and invigorating uh, because of that. He has he has quite a personality. He's got a great uh, social media profile now. And uh, I would just you know, I would just say that that Elliot Fisk is sort of the best of both worlds. He's a, He's an intellectual performer, a lot of knowledge behind the choices he makes and a lot of great musicianship. He's also, uh, he also seems to have a very charismatic personality from what I can, from what I can tell. And uh, I don't know anyone who has directly studied with him. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, uh, seems like an all-around great guy. Here's a quote on the back of the record jacket, and uh, it's quite an accolade. Let's have a listen to this quote. I consider Elliot Fisk as one of the most brilliant, intelligent, and gifted young musical artists of our times. Not only among guitarists, but in all the general field of instrumentalists, his clear and flexible technique, his noble style of interpreting the beauty of classic compositions, as well as the color for music of today, put him at the top line of our artistic world. And that was a quote by Andres Segovia in October of 1981. Um. Segovia does not just say that about uh, anybody and so so you can you can judge for yourself listen to this recording listen to Elliot's other recordings and and he's definitely a gifted player so for side two we have the divertimento and b-flat major Kershaw 439b number four it's by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart of course uh, Elliot Fisk transposed this to d-major that's in the liner notes uh, and it's a five movement uh, work so Pretty impressive. Those divertimentos are for multi uh, instrumental situations. Uh, Mozart typically wrote divertimenti uh, to be played outdoors and for like outside party ambience music. And so it, it's a lovely piece of music. And uh, I'm glad Elliot did this. Then to close out the LP, we have uh, Two Caprices by Niccolo Paganini. And Paganini is just a, a showy composer. Uh, Golly, we could probably do an entire episode on on the mystique and the mystery of uh, of Paganini. Uh, to those of you who may not know who this composer is, uh, let's just say that Gene Simmons and Kiss really didn't uh, invent anything new when they when they wore costumes and things like that on stage and sort of added this mystique and mystery that there was supernatural powers behind their playing. Uh, Paganini is said to have done that in his own day. He would have an act where he would have the, the tip of his bow sharpened and, and would one by one slice off strings so that he was only left with one string uh, to finish a, a tremendously challenging piece of work. And he would wear a cape and all that and really did up the uh, that sort of... Uh, uh, sold your soul aspect of playing so for the two selections by Paganini we have caprice number no. 1 and caprice number no. 5 if caprice number no. 5 by Paganini sounds familiar to any guitar players out there yes this indeed is the exact same piece of music that's used in the 1986 movie Crossroads and of course that's from the head-cutting duel between the character that Ralph Macchio plays and none other than Steve Vai Um, some of you might wonder, well, is this, is this the, the guy who played, uh, the Caprice in, in Crossroads? And and the answer is no. Um, this, this recording actually came out ahead of that 1986 movie. As I had indicated, this, this record is from 1983. Why Elliot didn't play it? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure that's a Hollywood connection sort of thing. And I think William Geyser did a great job, uh, playing, uh, the fifth Caprice. I also think Elliot does a pretty marvelous uh job at the end and I, I specifically uh like all of the Legati uh at the end uh where he where he closes up the piece. And it's it's really showy and really amazing and you just kinda go, Oh my goodness, how did he just do that? And uh you know, to wrap up before we listen to side two, I think that's what I would say that encapsulates Elliot Fisk's playing. Even even listening to this 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 early recording in his career how does he do that? And he, he's an amazing player, and I just think it's a great listen. Uh, once again, thanks to all of you who have listened to the Classical Guitar LPs podcast. Uh, we'll be coming back to you with another episode here in a few weeks. And so until then, enjoy side two of The Classical Guitar by Elliot Fisk. See you around. <laughs>
1: mm